Welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is your host, Michelle Bader. I am sitting here with my friend and co-host, Mark Rosaro, and we are excited to be back with another episode. How are you doing, Mark? I am doing really well. How are you? Good. Good. What have you been up to? Well, it's been a busy, busy summer. So last time you guys heard how I jumped off of a cliff into some water and did all these fun things. Well, this week I visited like a little cowboy town. My best friend, Deborah lives in Idaho. (laughs) Pretty much didn't even hear that when I was there, but that was really good. You should do like sound effects. I mean, that would be a good job. You could do that. That would be good. It would be. Okay. So anyways, it's a spot three and a half hours. She drives one way. I drive the other. We meet in the middle, middle of nowhere. And it was fun though. We bring the fun everywhere we go. We stayed at this little like casino casino (laughs) casino and resort so this is funny so I called earlier before we went there and I'm like hey you know do you have an outdoor pool and they're like yes so we get there we're literally like walking around the building where's this outdoor pool so we go ask somebody and they're like oh it's over at the RV park and so there's like teepees and like campers and you have to literally like hike over to it It was just funny because I was like of all the things and it was just like one thing after another it was, it was a lot of fun. This is another fun thing. We decided to go to this lake. Well, they're all, it was like a reservoir. We had to figure out where to go. It took us a while. We get there, we blow up my paddleboard, her kayak, and we're going. And I'm like, this is fun. It was like really windy, but then I had to sit down anyways. She's like, um, I think a storm is coming. And I'm like, no, let's just keep going. She's like, no, really a storm. I'm like, no, let's just keep going. And then we try to turn around and we hear, that's thunder. <laughs> it started thunder and lightning. And she's like, we have to go. Don't you remember your lifeguard training? You have to get out of the water. And I was like, well, I didn't get a picture of you yet in the kayak. She's like, let's go. I'm like, I need a picture. She's like, I'm serious. Get out of the water. <laughs> and so we're paddling. And then we get to the shore, like middle of nowhere. Every time there was thunder, there was gobble, gobble, gobble. There was turkeys. It was the weird, <laughs> not even kidding. There was like, <laughs> okay, that's, that's how it goes. I can't do it seriously you should think about that like you know what are the you know the people that do the sounds like you're really yeah, good at them that's what um, I do. <laughs> anyways so that was like a crazy part it was just everything was crazy but it was so much fun so we were roommates in college and we've been through everything she's the one I've talked about who dropped everything the morning that Luke passed away and came to stay with me for like three days did everything like fed my kids because I forgot like about eating and like everything she did everything for me so It's really fun. Whenever we get together, we just have the best time. So that was something that I did in this past week. And let's see another big thing. Hayden, my 17 year old got his first job. So he starts tomorrow at Dairy Queen, which I kind of love because I kind of love the blizzards. (laughs) Yeah. Who doesn't? I know. So I'm going to be like picking him up and like grabbing everybody blizzards and yeah. So it's going to be fun. So he starts that tomorrow and yeah, it's just been a fun summer. That's one of the perks of being a teacher is always having the summers off. Nice. You know, like going different places and spending time with my kids. We, another day, we just went out to this big, beautiful lake and just spent the day out there and yeah, just really enjoying the summer. So how about you? Well, um, (laughs) nothing that exciting. (laughs) Um, we did do one thing fun. So, um, if some of you remember a couple episodes ago, I talked about, I took, um, my kids to this place, Calico ghost town. Yes. There's also uh, this gas station. It's like the largest gas station in California. It's called Eddie's World. And so now, by the way, I would call them out on their, um, you know, them saying that they have the biggest gas station because it's like, it's not that big. It's like maybe no. 20 pounds. I, I don't know. I just, I was like, really? Largest gas station? <laughs> feel like that big. Anyway, it's like the store that when you walk in, it's like, candy and toys and like this whole store that's just like sweets and treats and my daughter saw this huge stuffed animal there it was she's into dragons and it was this huge stuffed dragon it was a hundred dollars I was like I'm not buying you (laughs) a hundred dollar stuffed animal like that's insane I could get that on Amazon for 20 bucks or whatever you know but she just wanted it and wanted it and wanted it and I said okay well I'll tell you what you can um I'll give you chores and then uh, you can earn money. And so she was doing a couple of things around the house and I would give her $10 a week towards it. And then, uh, which is crazy for an eight-year-old, but whatever. <laughs> so she actually got up to $70. Nice. And uh, my father-in-law had a, a good idea that I really liked that he said, why don't you just wait till she gets halfway 
mm-hmm. and then take her out there and you pay for the rest of it. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I like that. And, you know, he was um, a really good, there were a lot of stories that um, my wife, Lacey, would tell me about when, when she was growing up and just mm-hmm. the way that their parents were like very fair with them. And, um, you know, just the, the, just there were a lot of things that she mentioned about the way that they raised her that I really liked. And so mm-hmm. I really um, take their advice seriously when they, you know, have an idea for me or whatever. Uh, it means a lot to me. And so I was like, that's a great idea. And so I told her and she was so excited. I said, she said, is there any other fees besides the hundred dollars I'm like yeah let me tell you about a little thing called tax yeah (laughs) and so uh you know I told but I said I'll pay the tax for you and I said and when you get halfway I'll I'll pay the rest so um we did get I drove her back out there it was like two hours um Mm. and she got her stuffed animal and she's super excited about it she sleeps with it every night it's massive (laughs) um it like takes up my bed fortunately I have a king-size bed I let Mm. them sleep with me by the way so um we did that, but uh, unfortunately, my daughter got, uh, she had like these bug bites mm-hmm. all over her, like the trunk of her body. And I don't know if it's from scratching them or I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden they were like, they turned into like these boils or like a staph oh. infection or something. And um, she was like crying out in pain and it was just miserable. And then, uh, you know, I called nurse advice and just, it was interesting because it's like grief can just hit you in any moment yes. at any time. And so being on the phone again with urgent care, and it's the same music when you're on hold as oh, I've yeah. heard so many times before, well, yep. you know, you're also Kaiser. Yep. Um, so like having to listen to that music and sitting there, just having the feelings come up of like, you know, me being worried, but I have to sit mm-hmm. there and wait on hold mm-hmm. for somebody to pick up the phone and, you know, you don't want to hang up and, you know, just all these, all these things that just brought back a lot of memories. And they're like, you need to bring her to urgent care tonight. I'm like, oh, man, like, so she's like, okay, so there's a hospital off of Keller road, you know, in the city Menifee mm-hmm. or whatever, and, or Marietta, excuse me. And um, she's like, do you need the directions? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I know how to get there. You know, it was a, a hospital that not only I took Lacey to a lot, but where I went and picked up all of her prescriptions. Mm-hmm. So walking in there again, checking in in the urgent care again, just brought back so many memories. I was like, oh, I remember when she, you know, had to ask for a gurney because it was too uncomfortable to sit in this lobby and just so many, so many memories, you know, and um, then the pharmacy, it was like, I walk in there and I'm like, oh, man, I know like all of these employees, right? You know? right. I, I know mm-hmm. all the pharmacists. I just, but to be honest, even though there were some painful parts of it, it felt really good to not be in there um, with the same cloud hanging over my head right. as was there when I used to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we basically sat at home all week. Um, mm-hmm. Her, you know, I didn't really go because that that trip I talked about that was before um, she got the the skin infection. Um, but so we pretty much just stayed at home um, because she had a fever for the first few days, which is you know scary and yeah, they're like keep is. a close eye on that fever you know right. like, okay so I was like checking her temperature all the time and but we pretty much just hung out and watched Disney movies and mm. you know I just kind of sat around the house with them and while it was boring it was nice to be able to keep like I couldn't I didn't want to let her out of my sight like I've right. just I've been through too much and I just I wanted to make sure that she was better you know so um, unfortunately I had to take the week off work but um, it was nice to be able to stay close with her and keep an eye on her and all that good stuff. But, um, so that was my week, but I did since, you know, you did the podcast by yourself last week. Cause I was unavailable, um, for that reason that I just talked mm-hmm. about. Um, so thank you for that. I really oh, appreciated that. That was awesome. Um, but, uh, the last time I was on here, I talked about BBS coming up and mm, how I was going to wear yes. my little, my little uniform. <laughs> doing how, security. Was how was your little uniform? Oh, uh, sorry. You know, why so, you didn't mean I know, it like I that. <laughs> it was just funny. Um, but you know, that actually was hugely successful and Yay. it was a lot of fun and it was cool. Like just serving again. And, um, you know, a bunch of my buddies did the security too. So, you know, fun. it was just awesome. Yeah. It was a good time. The kids had a great time. And, uh, my friend Tamara did a great job putting it all on. And obviously a lot of people did um, yeah. a lot of the work, um, my friend Natalie and a bunch of other people, but um, right. it was, it was awesome, but it was funny because there was one, 
there was one incident. So our, our church is in an area that um, has a lot of uh, drug users and, and homeless oh. people and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And so um, I see that fortunately one of my buddies that was there does security all the time and kind of knows the ends with like the locals and stuff like that. And I see this woman walk up who to me, it just, I just thought it was a mom going to pick up her mm-hmm. kids. And I'm like, hi, how you doing? And I just let her walk right in. <laughs> and my buddy, my buddy like stopped. I know. Right. I'm like, dude, I'm, I thought she was, I mean, she just walked in with confidence. Like she knew right where she was going. So I'm not going right. to stop every parent and be like, Hey, right. like, are you here to pick up your kid? Right. So, uh, yeah, she walked in my buddy's like, Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. She was like getting all irritated. And so anyway, it was like kind of a situation, but he told her she had to take off and uh, especially when there's like a lot of kids, you know, he's like, if you mm-hmm. need help, like come back on Thursday, we do the food pantry and stuff like that. He's all, but tonight's not the night. We have a lot of kids here and you know, yeah. Um, but I was like, I'm so sorry, dude. I just let her walk right in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was kind of funny, but um, yeah. That so anyways, funny. that's, that's what I've been up to. That's awesome. I wanted to mention um, that I saw this picture that Tamara posted and she was talking about how Lacey would be so proud that Alexis was like leading worship. And yeah, what was that like for you? Like seeing her? So I was outside. Um, mm-hmm. So I got to see oh, videos security, of it right. later. Um, but it was, it was really cool. And she is just a, <laughs> she is just a little shining light, man. She oh, is. She's, yeah, and Lacey nice. taught, Lacey taught her this every time mm-hmm. she'd go to the grocery store with her or whatever, it was always like, say hi, now ask her how her day is. And, you know, mm-hmm. she was always training her to talk mm-hmm. to people and to be social. And now she is like this little social butterfly. I'm not even kidding you. Like everywhere we go, I went out That's to so awesome. uh, dinner with them last night and she, yeah. goes, she goes, Hey, can I go say hi to that little girl? And I'm like, yeah, just real quick. You know, they're eating and uh, you know, so she walks up to this table and, you know, the, the adults were real nice to her and they're like, so, you know, how are, how old are you? And blah, blah, blah. Started yeah. asking. She's like, do you guys want to hear a joke? Like a whole oh, table of people. I love her. When I so started cute. waiting tables, <laughs> like it took me so long to build up the courage to go talk to a party mm-hmm. of 10 people or whatever. She walks right up. No problem. She's like, you guys want to hear a joke? They're like, sure. She's like, what does she say? Um, <laughs> how does, uh, gosh, what was the joke? how does a ninja um oh gosh i'm gonna draw a blank on it how does a ninja uh take out take out his assailants quickly and they're like uh i don't know how and she's like chop chop oh my gosh (laughs) did she say assailants that's a pretty big word yeah i know that's amazing she's, she's smart she's a smart little girl um, she always says all kinds of, I remember she was three years old and she saw the Northern lights on TV and she's like, Oh, whoa, whoa, Borealis. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, Did you just say Aurora Borealis? Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Like, yeah. She learned it on little Einstein's. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> little Einstein's. But her, 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 nice. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I used to watch that with the kids (laughs) she she retains information really really well that's awesome um so but yeah anyway so she's just a little social butterfly so her being on stage uh was not any surprise to me right (laughs) at all um I mean she when I used to uh when we were making that church building uh you know we were doing a lot of construction getting Mm -hmm. it up and running and stuff I was doing a project there and um this nice girl Michaela was uh watching my kids for me Mm -hmm. And next thing I'm, I'm in this like back room, but still in the same main room, but I was in a back room of this room, of this big, of the sanctuary. And, um, I was hanging some stuff on the walls and I just hear Alexis. Now, if any of you do not know Jesus, <laughs> oh, <love> raise <laughs> your hands. There was no audience. Oh, she's just practicing. <laughs> she was pretending there was an audience and, oh, it was adorable. I just, so my friend mm. recorded it and she was like, no. If any of you think you're perfect, raise your hand. Okay, because you're wrong. Nobody's oh perfect gosh. except God. <laughs> like, I Jesus love preach, it. Preaching the gospel, it was beautiful. So anyways, yeah, it was it was really cool. And it's, uh, Tamara's message was right on point. It was, mm-hmm. it was uh, you know, no matter what, no matter, the, no matter how good of a day I'm having, there's always these moments where I'm like, gosh, like, right it's unfair that Lacey's not here for this. You right. know, it's unfair mm-hmm. that she doesn't get to see this, but I know Lacey doesn't feel that way. And so right. it's, it's like, I'm okay, but it's just like, oh man, I wish she could just see this stuff that, that she created in this mm. little girl that has come to fruition right. um, from her teachings, you know, some things that are just very direct that are like, 
that's your mom you got that mm-hmm. from your mom you know mm-hmm. um but yeah anyways sorry that was a long answer no to a short no question. that's it was great beautiful There's, that's beautiful and I think a lot of people can relate to those moments that are like bittersweet they're like beautiful but then you wish that your spouse was there I get that yeah totally. yeah totally like yeah. seeing your son bring home his first blizzard yes <laughs> that's gonna be awesome well, let's go ahead and get started. And our topic today sure. is things I wish I knew in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So this is all about the things that Mark and I wish that we knew, you know, when we first became widows. And so we just wanted to share these with you. And they're just kind of things we learned along the way. Some of them you may have heard before, but we just really felt like these are important ones. So Mark, would you like to start with one of the first things that you wish you knew? Sure. Um, I'm going to skip the first one because I know you and I both have uh, the same one. Um, That's okay. (laughs) Okay. So I wish I knew just like you, Mm -hmm. I wish I knew that it will get better because in the beginning, it did not feel like that. Mm -hmm. What's your first one? (laughs) It will get better, you know, along the same lines. And you, you guys, if you're interested in this, we did a whole episode called it will get better where we go into depth about it. But that was me too because you're just so blinded by like your circumstances, Mm -hmm. you cannot see even in a week, a month, how is this ever going to get better? And so what I did is I called every widow that I knew, and I knew like six of them at that time. I know a lot more now, but um, the people (laughs) that I knew before I became a widow and just asked them, does it get better? And Mm -hmm. you know, most of them said, yes. Some of them I've talked about before said it gets harder in the second year, which was hard for me to hear. And being in the second year, I can say for me, that is not true. It does not for me. It has not gotten yeah. harder. It's actually yeah. become easier. So that's one of the big ones is it will get better. What else is on your list? Um, I wish I knew, and now this was in the very beginning, but I had this overwhelming sense of like, my life is over. Mm. And um, I wished I knew that it wasn't over and that I was just in a season Mm-hmm. Um, and that seasons change, people change. Um, is that a song? Yes. Oh, I was trying to figure out what song that was. I think it was, uh, gosh, who was that? I don't know. Um, okay. <laughs> I've tried before to tell her all the things from yesterday, just to, I don't know. People I'm winging change. it. It's yeah, something I don't, I don't like know that, that one people at all. Change. Yeah, you know, like a good one. Oh, that was really bad. <laughs> Which is people like a change. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, you, you'll People know it when you hear it for change. sure. I don't I'm know like, if that's oh, the name of the song. That's I, I guarantee you'll know it when you hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, what were you saying? <laughs> some people are probably laughing at how hard I just butchered those lyrics. <laughs> I know it wasn't right. It's funny. I was just talking about this. Lacey had this thing. If I ever sang a song wrong, she wouldn't just correct me and tell me what it was. She would make me sing it again. She's like, wait, 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 wait no, <laughs> what did you say? I'm like, just what is it? And she's like, no, what did you say? <laughs> so there was... Um, that song, uh, so it's signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. I'm yours. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was sky's still the limit. I'm yours. <laughs> and she would not let it go. She's like, no, no, no. What did you think it was? I'm like, gosh, okay. Sky's still the limit. She's like, ah, and she's like, have a laugh about it. And then she's like, no, it's signed, sealed, delivered. I'm like, oh, really? We had a lot of those. Uh-huh. I had one on her one where what she sang that? the wrong lyric I don't even remember but I think it was like an Eminem song or something I'm oh, like wait and I totally hard. rubbed it in I'm like wait what did you think uh-huh. it was <laughs> well this one was my big one that Luke always thought was funny you know the song don't go chasing waterfalls I thought it was don't go chasing waterfalls like it was a guy named Jason waterfalls please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to like over and over, he's like that is not it that is not it I'm like yeah his name is Jason waterfalls look it up <laughs> But that's really, awesome it wasn't so i get I watch that a show uh i watch a show king of queens oh yeah and, uh oh what is the real name of the song because all i hear is what the guy doug from that show thought it was it was um river and river and blue jeans river and blue jeans Don't or something like one. that so he thought it was reverend blue jeans he's all no it's a it's a hip reverend that wears blue jeans <laughs> so anyways uh i think of that every time i think of something. so we are, we are i wish <laughs> i knew that life wasn't over is the right. whole point um, right but um i also wished that i knew that now i knew this 
but I hadn't lived it yet. So it's, mm-hmm. it's the difference between living it and seeing it and feeling it versus um, having faith that it will happen. After, after I saw it happen, now it's easy to look back and be like, wow, how did I doubt that? But um, I wish I knew that God was going to provide a way. Mm-hmm. That was like, like to, to survive. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I had no idea how I was going to do it. Like I'm now this dude by myself raising two little kids and right. trying to keep a full-time job and trying to educate them and teach them and, um, you know, raise them up to be followers of Christ and to love the world. And I just didn't know how I was going to pull this off. Right. I, didn't, I didn't know. And um, I knew I wanted to, but, um, I just, so I wished I knew because it caused me a lot of pain and a lot of grief, um, in addition to the pain and grief that I was already feeling. Mm-hmm. So I wished I knew that God was going to provide a way. And so just the people in the, in the beginning of this, um, this, this season that you're in this chapter of life, just know that you just trust in God and he's going to provide a way, even when it seems like there is no way. But I wished I knew that. In what ways did you see God provide? I mean, I know it's a lot, but to encourage people. Simple ways. So I didn't even know the basics. I didn't even know how I was going to keep a roof over my head. How was Mm -hmm. I still going to work a job that I, you know, I'm gone from my house for 12 hours a day. Right. And um, I was talking to, uh, she's like my best friend now, um, Mm -hmm. but it was Lacey's best friend, uh, Tamara. and. Mm I was like, Tamara, and I didn't even, I wasn't like prompting her or anything. I was just venting to her right. about, I'm scared, you know? And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And um, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I supposed to get to work by 5 a.m. and drop the kids off at school at 7.15, get off work at 2.30, right. and I work an hour away, but somehow be home to pick up the kids at 1.45? Yeah. Like, I just, how am I going to do this? Possible. You know, logistically. Yeah. It is impossible. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, she's like, I talked to Lacey about this before she died. I'm going to homeschool your kids. Wow. And That's so I amazing. take my kids to her house every single morning. And I'm obviously there was a lot of, um, a lot more conversation that went into right. that. And, but that was the gist of it. And she has just helped me out tremendously. But, um, uh, honestly, like, um, I know my mother-in-law listens to this, so sorry, <laughs> um, Linda, but, um, I had this fear that like everybody was going to hate me Mm. that like I was, I was going to be, and it was, it couldn't have been further from the truth. And it was Mm -hmm. a completely moronic, stupid thing to think, but that's just where my brain was at. I was just, my life was falling apart. And, um, I was really afraid that like, I was going to be the one left to blame for what happened to her. And Mm. like I said, it couldn't have been further from the truth, but it was a, it was a very real fear I had. Right. I all of a sudden had this family for the first time in my life. And just based off of the way that everything else has gone in my life, what made sense to me is that I was going to lose this gift that I had been given of a family. And they have been really good to me and stood by Mm -hmm. my side. And so honestly, like my original fears were like, am I even, cause I, I work for my in-laws. I was like, am I even still going to like have a job? Not that mm-hmm. they would like, not that I had a feeling right. that they would like screw me over or something like that, but just, I don't know. It was just hard to picture what this new life was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, um, just to sum it up, like God providing a way, like I just, my life, I just didn't know how to understand what my life was going to look like. And so it just right. felt like, there's no way this isn't going to work. Right. And, um, you know, but everybody's been, been really good to me and, and that family. And they've really loved me and continued loving me. And they've shown me that they didn't just love me because I was their daughter's husband. Like they right, actually right. love me and care about me. And, um, it was, it's been, you know, as hard of a thing we've all been through together. It's been beautiful to see how they've just, um, you know, remained loving me. So God providing a way, like, right. God has placed it in everybody's hearts along the way to help me. And um, so anyways, but how about you? I mean, what's like another one for you? Or do you want to comment on that one? Uh, well, I'll comment on that one. First of all, um, definitely God will provide a way. Yeah, that's huge. And this kind of is part of mine. One of the things that I wrote down is that 
changing your space, like your, your room where maybe your husband or your spouse passed away or something, changing some space in your house, um, is helpful, um, or moving. So this goes with providing away. It was almost, I had a job and then I did it. It was a whole thing. Like it was almost impossible that I should have got the house that I live in today. And we went from 1400 square feet to 2,600 and we live in the country. Now we have a guest bedroom. It was like, literally, I said this like two days ago. I'm like, I feel like I live in a spot. Like I feel so like, I still like cry about it. Like I cannot believe I I'm here. That's awesome. And God provided a way with like a last minute job and like all kinds of things. So that was a way that I saw. I remember that journey. I I will be the first one to attest. You should not have, like, it just didn't make sense. You told me later, you're like, you shouldn't have got that. (laughs) Like just, I mean, I've, I've, I've purchased two, two properties in my life. And um, yeah, I mean, if the cards don't line up, the cards don't line up. Like the bank has no problem saying no, but somehow, somehow it like just worked out for you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, seriously, like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, praise God. I remember praying and praying and praying Mm -hmm. for you. And um, I wanted it for you. I wanted it for you really bad. And uh, I just knew with how much pain and how much stuff you've been through. And, um, I just really wanted to see you get that house. So I was praying like really hard mm-hmm. for it. And I just couldn't believe it. It was like, Whoa, God, like that was, was a big a miracle. One. That was like, a big one, you know, <laughs> like huge miracle. Yeah. Big time. I mean, I still don't, honestly, like the guy, the loan guy explained it to me. I still don't get it. Like, cause it yeah, was like, you after it close me, I, date. It I know it was after close date. I mean, it was like impossible, but he's like, I figured it out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and now I'm here and I still am like, wow, God. And what that's done for the healing process for both myself and my kids, this is not saying you have to move. Everybody's different, right. but I was already, so my family all lives near me. I have my parents, I'm 1.2 miles away. My brother and his family, my other brother within like two miles, like everybody's here. And I grew up here and I wanted to be in the country. And what it's done for me is living in a different space. I, okay. This doesn't, I don't miss Luke as much as in he's never lived here. So it's not like something's mm-hmm. missing when right. I was in my other house. I felt, okay, this is his, a memory with him here and here. And mostly for me, it was his death scene that I needed to erase from my mind to not mm-hmm. think about every day. And that I don't think about it very much at all anymore because I'm not where it happened. And right. so that was huge for me. I'm not saying it's right for everybody. But for me, it was right. Um, the boys, like they were sharing a room. Now they're not. That helps with fighting. Like, I just feel like we all just kind of needed a fresh start. And so that yeah. has been huge. So what would you say about, I know you changed a lot in your house. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you do and how did that help you? So um, if anybody has kids, I'm going to speak on some adult content um, just as like a warning. But um, so if you are watching on YouTube, which will be coming in the future, um, you can see in the background, my room is like that blue color on the wall and blah, blah, blah. So I tried after Lacey passed away. She also died in this room. Um, and sorry, this is kind of morbid, but we've all been through some right. morbid stuff. So I think everybody can handle it. And if you can't, this is your warning to turn it off. But right. um, it's not that bad. But, um, no matter what I did, no matter how much I shampooed the carpets, no matter how much I rearranged and furniture polished and sorry. It's okay. Um, just did whatever, just anything I did, no matter how much I vacuumed or whatever, like there was just a smell that I could Mm -hmm. not get rid of. And, um, it was like the smell of like sickness, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so I rearranged, I tried everything I could and just nothing worked. And so, um, I finally realized that like, I bet if I paint the walls and so I painted my, my walls and, in, in this room. And that ended up giving me a feeling of like, well, this feels new, right? Like mm-hmm. you're talking about this feels right. new, this feels different. This feels really nice. And so then I changed the curtains and I put up some new artwork and, um, you know, my mother-in-law gave me some good advice that she said, Mark, you know, while you're, while you're single, like make this your room, make this right. like a guy's room, you know? Yeah. And I was like, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And so I just did whatever I wanted to it, right? put up some cool artwork that I like, and, you know, just different things here and there, like a clock that I liked and just whatever. And, that led to me painting my whole house because mm-hmm. of the feeling it gave me. And that led to me, um, you know, I'm not a very sentimental person. There were a lot of things I kept. <laughs> I kept photos and stuff like that, but I wanted to get rid of everything right away. Right. Um, like her clothes and stuff like that. And I know a lot of people that's weird, but like Lacey wasn't sentimental about her clothes. Um, so it wasn't like it was something meant something to her. I let my daughter go through and pick whatever she wanted. Mm-hmm. And I got rid of everything else. Um, I had some friends come over and help me sell stuff and 
do all kinds of stuff. But like for me, I knew that if I didn't get rid of it right away, it was going to, it was going to be grief for me to do later. Yeah. And uh, I knew it was going to be hard for me to do later. Um, I just wanted to just get everything done. And that's just how, like you said, like, that's not for everybody, but that right. worked for me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I changed, I changed a lot of stuff around with my house. And for me, it helped. It, it made it feel like it was, um, I just didn't remember. I didn't have so many, you know, I didn't have to look at the the sticky spot on the wall where um, I had put a doorbell for her to ring if she needed anything. And, mm. you know, just so many small little right. memories that were in you know, in the walls. I don't know how to explain it, but right. like just painting the room just made it feel completely different and got rid mm-hmm. of um, what I, it, it did what I needed it to do. And so, um, yeah, that's, that was uh, how I would comment on that. And I'd say the, uh, the next thing that I had on my list was, <sighs> I wish I knew that even though I will still have struggles, they won't be as bad. Mm, um right <clears throat> because you, you there's so many things that you you have to do in the beginning that are you know you have to get everything put in your own name and right mm-hmm. get them pulled off the bank account and so many difficult things that bring up grief as you're yes. doing them you know um so even though yeah there's still struggles I still go through moments of grief and things pop up and happen um but it's just not the same it's not the same and I thought it was I thought I was going to feel the way I felt forever I thought right. I was going to feel the heaviness of the loss forever. And I could still no problem sit by myself and just start weeping like right. any, any time, any minute of any day, no problem. But um, it's not forced upon me. I don't right. have to anymore. And so mm-hmm. it's not as heavy, but um, like, you know, is it that way for you too, that you had struggles in the beginning mm-hmm. that are like, even though you still have struggles now, they're, they're lighter kind of, they're yeah. lighter in nature. Yeah, like all of that stuff in the beginning, the first time that I had to check not married on something, I was Mm. like, what? I'm not married? It was kind of like I talked about in the last episode, this brings up grief, like my titles change. Yeah, doing, for me, I'd never done bills, learning how to do all that, like Mm -hmm. all this stuff, like in the beginning, there's so much and like we had to do burial plans and the service and like, there's so much Yeah, and it seems like so overwhelming, but yeah, there's struggles later. There, you know, different grief things that come up or things with the kids or whatever. Um, Or I'm just curious about, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say like being a single woman and not knowing how to fix things and I feel you sister. (laughs) No, you know how to fix everything. I'm just kidding. Sorry, but I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That's okay. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to ask you. So it made me think of it when you said the funeral planning. Um, so I remember this feeling leading up to it, like you were so busy. You were so busy mm-hmm. planning the funeral mm-hmm. and planning, you know, everything. And then, and then when it was over, did you have this feeling of mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, what now? Yeah. And mine's a little bit different because we had two services. So oh, uh, we had like the actual funeral where we buried his ashes at the gravesite, and only 10 people were allowed to be there because of COVID super sad, horrible day, but it was more about, yes, the celebration of life, which was almost a year ago for us, August 16th. Um, that I know what you mean. It was like planning all stuff. I've told everyone it was like planning a wedding, but without the joy, <laughs> like it was mm. like all this stuff and you're so busy and you're surrounded by friends and family. And that was a beautiful day. You know, we, we had a great time celebrating and good memories and all of that stuff. But I do remember the next day everybody left and I was like, what now I have to have a purpose. I have to have something to do. I have, yes, I totally felt that a hundred percent when that one was over. Cause I think after the first one, I knew we were going to do something bigger. So I still had more to plan, but after the second one, then it was like, Oh boy, what do I do with my life now? Right. <laughs> like it's over, you know, yeah. like, cause it was just like, okay, once we get to that, we'll have some closure, you know, mm-hmm. we'll have closure, you know, we had to wait several months because of COVID. And so then it was over and it was like, okay, now, now what? Yeah. So. It's like you get home and the Jeopardy music starts playing. You just like, <laughs> don't know what to do now. You're like, Hmm. Yeah. Cause there was so much, I don't have anything to plan. I don't, it's just right. now my new life starts. That's how it right. felt for me. Yeah. It's like, Oh, this is actually, even though it's been a month, this is now the start of my new life. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was really weird feeling. And that's when um, I started having this overwhelming feeling that um, I haven't had since before I was a believer, but it was this feeling of like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of everything? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's just like this overwhelming, like, obviously you still, you know, love your kids and you're there for your kids, but 
just as your own person, you know, because we have to be our own people sometimes and not just solely think about our kids sometimes, you know, yes. it's important to recognize <clears throat> your own feelings sometimes. And I just remember this feeling. I was like, gosh, what is like the point of all this? And I don't feel that way at all now. Right. Um, but it just, I do remember that I felt oh, that yeah. way. You know, I don't mm-hmm. understand how I felt that way, but I, I fully remember it. I was just like, man, everything feels so meaningless. Everything mm-hmm. like, oh, who cares? I get a paycheck. Everything feels meaningless. Right. Oh, great. I put money in the bank. Everything feels meaningless, you know? Yep. And it was just, uh, it was a very strange, mm-hmm. depressing feeling. But fortunately through um, prayer and a lot of friends that, that wore off really, really quickly. Um, so what's your next thing on your list? Um, anxiety is a part. Oh, mm-hmm. did I already say that one? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Unless I wasn't paying attention. I think I it's remember. my widow brain, which is a real thing. <laughs> we forget things. <laughs> anxiety is a part of grief. So there's actually, I'll put a link to a book called Anxiety, the Forgotten Stage of Grief. It's an actual thing. And if you have witnessed someone pass away, you're, it's like much higher that you'll have anxiety. So all mm. of that, I, it, I never have had anxiety in my life. Like I'm always just like, eh, whatever, you know, just go with the flow and like not worried about things. So, and I think I mentioned it before, you know, Luke actually passed away from a blood clot um, in his calf is where it started and went to either his lungs or his heart. So all of a sudden, like three days, it was the weirdest feeling. Like three days later, I felt something in my calf. I swore I was, I thought I was having a blood clot and I started like feeling really faint and like I was about to pass out. I woke up my daughter and it was like the scary thing. So like, my mind had made me think so much that I was like passing out. It was really scary, this anxiety. And then it happened probably over the next three or four months, like three or four more times I would do mm-hmm. something. And then my mind would like freak out and think that I was dying. And so that was a new thing for me, but you know, there's a lot of verses about, anxiety and casting all your cares about, um, on God. Let me find what I'm looking for right here, but, um, you know, just, I really would pray through it. And I would ask Haley slept in my room and she was 14 at the time. And I would just ask her to pray, pray for me, please. And that really helped. Um, first Peter five, seven says, cast all your anxiety on Mm -hmm. him because he cares for you. That's easier said than done, but really doing that and learning to pray through if you're having anxiety, like pray through that. And, yeah. um, I like this one too, Philippians four, seven, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm. And just really like trying to, um, go to God. And then another part of that is like, I had a really, and I still have trouble with sleeping, but not like I used to, like, it used to be like sadness kind of like not being able to sleep. And I found that listening to like on YouTube, they have, um, if you listen to abide, it's also an app, they play verses like with music. And then I just found a new one yesterday. What's it's called dwell. And I got the app and you can have like music and then you can choose like all different voices. And like, you can choose the topic you want to hear verses on and it just plays it. It's so oh, awesome. Cool. So I'll put a link to that too. Cause I just okay. found it yesterday. Like somewhere. Um, and so that is helpful. Like I listened to ones about peace last night. And so I recommend that if you're like having anxiety or having trouble sleeping, being able to, you know, listen to stuff like that. So definitely I had anxiety, um, in the beginning, I don't really have it. I mean, there's once in a while, like when I was about to step off that cliff a few weeks ago or a week ago, a little bit of anxiety, like, you know, but not really. (laughs) So I don't really have have that anymore. What about you? Did you experience anxiety? Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot, a lot of anxiety. It was, uh, well, for slightly, I think for slightly different reasons, um, because of how intense it was, um, going through what I went through with Lacey, um, every single time I woke up every single time, every, and and for me at that time, sleeping was 20 minutes at a time, 30 minutes Mm. at a time, max. Mm -hmm. Every single time when I woke up, it was like this. Mm. I was afraid. I thought I missed something. I thought something happened when I was sleeping. I was right. I, my heart was racing. And so, um, it took a while for that. I like the first month after she passed, I was still waking up like that every morning, even though it was like, I was sleeping through the whole night. Finally. Um, I would still wake up gasping for air, panicked. Like I had to like, look around and like, right. kind of talk myself down that like, you know, nothing's wrong. Nothing happened. You didn't miss anything. And so I had a lot of anxiety. Yes. Um, to answer your question, it was, I think it was slightly different reasons, but 
um, yeah, I had a lot of anxiety about wondering what was going to happen next and what I'm supposed to do now. And mm-hmm. am I going to mess this up? Mm-hmm. Am I going to screw this up? Like that was, you know, a big, I'm responsible. I'm solely responsible right. for two little kids now and I can either raise them well or they're not going to be raised well. And that's up to me. They're either going right. to be taken care of or they're not going to be taken care of. And that's up to mm-hmm. me. I mean, I know I'm going to do my best and I wasn't afraid about that, but it was like, can I do it by myself mm-hmm. or are they destined for failure now? Mm-hmm. And that gave me anxiety, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, I had, I definitely went through lots of anxiety. A lot of people were telling me I should take medicine. I was like, I don't want to. I tried, I tried self-medicating weed, uh, mm-hmm. marijuana that, that didn't, that didn't work for me. That made it worse. Um, right. So I stopped doing that, but, um, you know, that was a foolish move. That's, mm-hmm. I think we we there was an episode that, um, we never got around to doing that. I think we should, um, what was it called? Uh, I've got don't, it. Don't, don't fall, fall for, for counterfeit comfort, counterfeit comforts. And I think, man, I wish I knew that. Cause mm-hmm. you know, that I, I really, uh, I really went for a counterfeit comfort thinking that that was going to comfort mm-hmm. me and it didn't, but I think that would be a good, good episode to do. But, um, you know, another thing, these are the last two things I have that, um, I wished I knew in the beginning, this isn't anything negative. This is just how it is. This is human nature. I wish I knew that people were going to change Mm-hmm. and that people wouldn't know how to act certain people wouldn't know how to act around me um people I've known a really long time are like really weird around me now and mm-hmm. um I wished I I knew that so that I didn't I didn't feel so weirded out by it um what because do you mean it was weird like can you explain that sure um they're afraid to say things around me. They don't joke around right. with me. And it's not everybody. Mm. It's just a, a select few people. Right. But like, um, they don't joke around with me anymore. Like mm. they think everything's so serious all the oh. time. And that like, like they can't say anything or if they're like, Oh, and I remember when Lacey was, Oh, sorry. And I'm no, like, no, yeah, like, talk about like, her. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't mean to bring it up. I didn't mean to bring it up. And I'm like, dude, do you think Please I forgot? Talk about her. Like, do yeah. you think I forgot? Like, no, I didn't forget. Like, I think about it all the time. Like, yeah, exactly. Please talk about her. Like, yeah, I love it. Don't, uh, don't, but I love, I love though, that there are people who are not like that. Yes, um, exactly. You know, the people that just still joke around with me. Yeah. Um, you know, will still goof around with me about funny things Lacey did or whatever, you know, Hey, remember mm-hmm. that time she, you know, burnt your oven or whatever, like, <laughs> you know, just little things, just in all fairness, I burnt the oven too. So I'm not making fun of her. But wait, wait. Like, How do you burn an oven? I don't understand what you're talking oh, here about. We go. Just real quick. <laughs> I got to know this story. Everybody okay. wants to know this story. So Lacey's was with, um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny. Cause if there's anybody listening in her family, like this will not surprise them because it's sort of something <laughs> that's like a joke that a lot of people in their family do. Uh, she was burning a loaf of bread and uh, she pulled it out of the oven. And it was like fully on fire. Oh my gosh. And so she burnt the, we have a, it's a double oven and it has an electric panel uh-huh. above it. And so it like melted some of the like circuitry. And so like, mm-hmm. I have to like hack my oven to like turn it on oh still. My gosh. And this is years ago. So um <laughs> I had some, shortly after she passed, um, one of my friends, Brian and his wife, Sarah came over, they wanted to make dinner for me. It was mm-hmm. really nice. And Sarah says, Hey, can you please turn on the oven? Cause she knew mm-hmm. that I had to like hack it, it was like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like hacking the NSA or something. Um, and so I'm pushing all these buttons to show my, well, you have to do this. Then you have to do right. this, blah, blah, blah. So, um, now I turn on the oven for her and she's like, Hey, I'm back out back with my buddy Brian and she comes out and she's like, Hey, um, your oven's like smoking. And I'm like, oh, no. oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. No problem. And, uh, I come in there, I'm thinking it's just like crumbs on the bottom yeah. of the oven or whatever. And I come in and it's like billowing smoke oh, and I'm no. like, Oh, and I didn't know what to do. So I walk up to it and I push the oven light and all I see is the label for a pizza box oh, that I had put in the oven. The other, oh, like you left it in the oven. Like I left it in the okay. oven. Got it. Um, and yeah, it was like, totally like I could see the embers. And so I was like, I grabbed the fire extinguisher and I'm standing right there. My buddy's like, oh, dude, just grab it, you know, just open it and I'll throw it outside. I'm like, if I open this oven, it's going <laughs> to engulf into flames. And sure enough, I open up the oven. 
he just grabs it, pulls it out with flames coming off of it. So anyways, that's how you catch an oven on fire. Oh, I never knew. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's just awesome. things like that. I, I, I wished that I knew that people were going to change. Like some mm. people were, um, again, I don't mean this in any negative way, but I've said it before that, um, what is your daily life and people that are so mm. encapsulated by it in the beginning, right? It, it becomes yesterday's news. To oh them. yeah. Yep. And to you, it's still very much a part of your life. And like, I wish I knew that. I wish I knew that, um, people were going to forget that something happened to you, you know? Um, and it's, again, it's human nature. I've been guilty of it myself a million times. Like mm-hmm. it's just how we are. If it's not happening to you directly, you don't, you don't tend to hold on to it the same way that they do, um, you know, that the person that's actually going through it does. And so I wish I knew that, but um, it just, it reminds you to really focus on your good relationships and, and keep them close. And um, I had a little bit of a hard time with that because my relationships that were people were close to me were um, people that it became, I was just talking about this earlier, it was people that it was kind of hard going over to their house at first, like, because they were husband and wife and they had kids, right. the smallest things that they would never, ever think would bother right. you were yeah. really hard. Like, Hey honey, would you like me to get you another beer? Or would you mm-hmm. like us? Would you like seconds? Would you like another slice of bread or whatever? Just seeing, um, you know, it was like, Oh, that would have been Lacey asking me if I wanted seconds or, um, right. you know, just whatever, or seeing him walk up and just give her, uh, a sweet little hug and kiss on the cheek when she was like cooking dinner and then walk away. Like they would never, to them, it was just a little intimate moment. To me, it was like, oh man, I miss that. Right. Yeah. So it was a little hard, but, um, you know, but so in, in first Corinthians 1533, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits, awake to righteousness and do not sin. Um, for some have the knowledge of God. And so when I think of that, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I want to like be careful in my friendships and really like stay focused on the people that I know are true, true friends. Um, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but like, I'd say like, don't worry about the people that are weird around you or that Mm -hmm. um, don't know how to, you know, just focus on the ones that you do have. And that's, that would be like a good piece of advice that I wish I knew in the beginning as to like, not waste time wondering why these certain people are having right. a hard time being around me when I've known them for so long, when I'm like, dude, I'm not different. Like you're right. different. Right. And, um, you know, but I have some friends that are, it's just hard for them. They seem mm-hmm. a lot to them and it's, it's hard for them to come over here or whatever, you know, it's hard mm-hmm. for them to, to be reminded of what happened here, you know, and I get that, but I'm just like, I don't have the capacity to worry about that anymore. Like right. that's fine. That's, that's their own thing to figure out. I'm not going to spend my energy um, figuring that out, but um, sorry, I kind of. No, that's good. Took I, it over here. <laughs> I wanted to add to that. Yes, please. That I think it was last week or the week before Peyton, my 13 year old just said randomly, you know, my friends at school don't remember. And I'm like, remember mm. daddy? And he's like, well, that remember that daddy died. I'm like, yeah, they you know that happens. And I said, adults don't remember either. And I kind of explained that same thing you did. And I said, and 13 mm. year old boys really don't remember. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but that's, <laughs> that's like part of life. Like, especially 13 year old boys are really, you know, into themselves, <laughs> you know, they're not thinking about being um, emotional about sure, someone yeah. else, but yeah, it's a real part of life for kids and adults. And so it might be something that other people's kids go through too and talk about that. I'm sure it is, you know, I mean, all my kids have gone through that at different times. Like even just, you know, Luke passed away, well, May, 2020, and they weren't at school because of COVID. And then they, when they went back in the fall, they're like, nobody remembers. And I'm like, well, you know, they just had a lot of stuff going on and just, well, they don't care, you know, <laughs> but yeah. it's just, they don't think about it. And especially uh, teenagers are not thinking about it yeah, <laughs> and yeah. saying anything. So that nor, definitely... nor have they been through enough life experience to, you know, they might think the right thing to do is not bring it up. Right. You they know? Don't know. Same thing with some adults though. It's interesting because I've noticed uh, after going through this, as I've been randomly uh, 
you know, I was randomly introduced to a woman um, who was a friend of a friend who was widowed. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I had no fear of talking to her because I knew, right. I don't know, it was just interesting. It was different. I've been, I, I used to, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I'm so right. sorry. Like, I just so wouldn't know. Been, what to, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, what did he pass away from? Right. Oh, what you was know. that like for you? Uh-huh. You know, it was just interesting. I had this, this insight and this um, wisdom that I could carry on a conversation with her about it. And, it was, you know, she was an older woman, so we didn't, there were a lot of things we didn't have the right. same experience with, but it was also cancer. Um, she also had a really hard time, you know, he was in bad physical shape and um, just things like that. But it's just interesting. You all of a sudden have this, like, this uh blessing from god that you yeah. have this gift now to talk to people that are somewhat untalktoable <laughs> if that's untalktoable if, if that's english come that on is... let that go, let that go. <laughs> untalktoable i'm gonna look that up if that's a real word um, <laughs> i can tell you right now it's not <laughs> i know I, I know but anyways what i was gonna say is it's it's kind of like we joke at the in the widow community it's like um, you know, a club that nobody wanted to join, but it's kind of like, um, like a fraternity or sorority, like a, you are automatically have a bond because right. you have been through the same kind of thing. That's how I feel with all of the widows. I meet, um, mostly on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. It's just this automatic, whoa, somebody else who gets it, they know what these things are like, and it brings you together, which actually brings me to one of my next things. I wish that I knew that there's a huge widow community to support you. Mm. It took me three months before I even thought of it. It was actually my realtor who was like, she's a widow also. And she's like, yeah, there's this, um, this group called young and widowed with children Mm. and, um, I'm part of it. And so I looked for it and found it and that's how we met, which is cool. And you find people there who can actually relate to you and you can post on there and there will be people. I think it's left. I checked the other day. It's like 9,000 or 10,000. I was like huge now. Mm. And, um, you will find people that will support you. You will find people to connect with. There's also a lot of Christian widow groups, which I love those ones. And so just search on Facebook and Instagram on Instagram, um, widow goals. I have quite a huge community going there. That's a good place to go. Um, also widow too soon. It's a little bit smaller, but we're building it. So there's a lot of places you can go to plug in. So that was big for me. I remember the day I found the group and I was like, Whoa, look at all these people. Because what's specific Mm -hmm. about young and widowed with children is that most of it, I mean, we all have children that are like kids, not adults. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of widows are older in their sixties or whatever, and have grown children. And so to find a community and you can find those communities too. But for me, it was like, these are my people. They're like around my age. They have kids around my age. They understand this. And so I was really into it in the beginning. You have to be careful. Like I had to unfollow a lot of groups. Like I'm still in them, but I don't want to see it all the time in my feed constantly because it's too sad. (laughs) So so I don't read all of the posts anymore. I contribute once in a while. If I see a question, I feel like I could answer or help somebody, but I don't all the time. That was big And a lot of people are not in the same place mentally because it's not a Christian. Or spiritually, right. Yeah, it wasn't a Christian page. And so a lot of people, um, and I couldn't handle some of the stuff that they were saying. And it um, it was just so off base and sad to know that they had that perspective right um Mm -hmm. but there there was a lot of tough stuff in that group but um it was was a lot of blessings in many ways but yeah there was a lot of tough stuff in that group Mm -hmm. yeah so that that was a big one I'd love to it's actually one of my dreams to start like a local widow widow community so I can actually see people in person you know so that's in the country out here in the country out in Richfield (laughs) (laughs) y'all but I don't live far from the city, um, but really, no, seriously, I want to do this. You can actually go to meetup.com and look for them. Look for widow groups. You can look in your churches. Like there's places you can find them and there's like retreats. There's all kinds of things. Like you can get as involved as you want. So that was huge for me. And do you, you think any-, any of those uh, Navy SEALs that are in those groups will be oh. uh, <laughs> the, the fake ones? Real- 
the fake you, profile. Oh yeah. no, you know I'm what? a Navy SEAL and doctor. <laughs> and actually, I just and commented I'm a, super buff. <laughs> I commented on a post today because someone's like, "Warning, this is a fake person pretending to be a doctor." I'm like, "Yeah, they're always in the army or lifting weights or a doctor, yeah, like all yeah, those things." Yeah. But a lot of the ones on Facebook, like they are really good about you have to answer questions to get in and like make sure that they're real. Oh, nice. But on Instagram, all the crazies come out. Like mm. I can't tell you how many crazy. I just got one yesterday. Hey, can you be my sugar baby? And like, just there's like crazy people and people claiming to be widows. That and I've aren't. asked them to send you $10,000 to send you proof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Send yeah. me 10 grand. Let me One see time. you real. This is really funny. One time I told this guy, I said, well, then send me a video. Like if you're real. And it was because I could tell it was like someone else's picture. So he went and found somebody's video and pulled it off and po- gave it to me. And it was obviously like not even about anything that I had asked him to. It was just people are crazy. But anyways. Yeah. That that's not to discourage you from the widow community. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was my bad. <laughs> there, you know, you gotta be you gotta be smart. There's a lot of like yeah. people out there who prey on widows, which is sick and twisted yeah, and wrong. Like it it's is. crazy. And there, I I mean, I don't know no one who's actually like fallen for it, but I they do. probably are really mm-hmm. like that's yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, not personally, but like I read the the story of them. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, so this girl, it was a guy. Oh, yes. Like, this girl, yeah. And the one like, in that she, group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She moved to, she, you know, she had to leave to France for this business trip. And we've been going out for like three months and we're in love. And um, she wants me to send her like $10,000 <laughs> so that she can fly back here or whatever. And everybody was like, dude, I'm so sorry. It's a scam. Don't do it. Don't do it. Right. Like, but we really love each other. Like, no, that's. <laughs> questionably even a woman on the other end of that phone you know um like it's probably some dude and you know one of these like they have a lot of scammers in india and stuff like that they're like it's probably somebody in india just like setting you up and yeah they'll invest three months if they can get 10 grand out of you you know Mm -hmm. and uh so it was sad so i did see i have seen it actually i got scammed once but it wasn't not wasn't out of much but um you know, this woman, I, I was very new to the group. This woman posted this sob story and she's at mm-hmm. home with a newborn and two other small twins that are like three and she doesn't have any money for groceries and posted some texts with her mother-in-law. And Oh, I remember um, that. Yep. Yeah. And how her mother-in-law was so evil and mm-hmm. she just doesn't know how she's going to go by and she's going to be homeless and da, 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 da. And, you know, I just, my heart moved for her and, right. um, you know, I'd send her some money and later found out it was a fake profile, but you know what? I did what I felt in my heart was the right thing to do. She has to answer for that. I didn't do anything wrong, you know? That's right. And it was like, I think it was like, it wasn't even much money, but uh, it was like a hundred bucks or something. But, um, so it's not like I was like, oh my gosh, I'm screwed now or whatever, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, but anyways, um, and I did want to say one more thing that has been on my mind because, um, the last episode I was on, I was talking about Romans 8.18, which I love that Bible verse. Mm-hmm. Um, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And you asked me what I thought that meant. And I went off on this other story. <laughs> and as I listened to it to make sure about the sound quality and everything, I realized that I never actually um, answer the question so it bothered me because it's really important it's yes important. it is yes um so I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us and you said what do you think that means the glory revealed in us and it's that we're going to get glorified bodies in Christ and like how beautiful that is going to be mm-hmm. it's just not worth comparing any suffering on this earth to the glory that will be revealed in us when we get our glorified bodies and we are like Christ. Right. Um, and so anyways, I just, I was like listening on my way, Mark, 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 you never finished. That's <laughs> well, funny. Bugging me. So yes. thank you. Oh, I feel thanks. better. Now. I'll be able to thanks. Sleep. <laughs> thanks for clearing that. I sure. do have one more thing and it is okay. the thing that I say the most often in almost every episode. Wait for it. Wait for it. What we feel, we can heal. <laughs> like, yes, you knew that one. And this is big, 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 big. I didn't know this in the beginning. I learned it from my grief counselor a few months in that you, I'm going to explain again. I know you know it. Just, just listen anyways. 
um, you have to let yourself feel the feelings. Like Mm -hmm. you see something that reminds you of your spouse. Don't hold the tears in. I don't care where you're at PTA meeting store. I don't know, running at the gym, just let the tears flow. Let yourself feel it because if you don't, you're going to stuff it, stuff it, stuff it. As my counselor said, it's like constipation. (laughs) You're going to stuff it in and you're going to explode someday. It's going to be ugly. So, (laughs) so you want to feel those feelings. Like all of them. If you have anger, feel the anger. If you have sadness, feel the saddening sadness, but just let yourself feel it. Do not hold yourself back. Yeah, and you I, want to have to use an emotional suppository. It's <laughs> all on your face. You were thinking of something to say to what I said. I'm sorry, you brought it there. But it's I so did, true. but that's true. So I, you know, even though I didn't know this, I've, I'm very emotional. So I let myself feel it all, but I know there's a lot of people who aren't and a lot of people mm-hmm. who try to hold it in or they're and think they're in the wrong place. They can't cry. Like, right. No, just let yourself cry. Let yourself feel it. That is the most important thing that I think that you can do one of, I mean, there's so many, especially just, for guys too. Yes. Like, Cause sure. you know, it's, 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 we're, um, we want to be strong. You mm-hmm. know, we want to be strong. We don't want to be weak. Um, right. And as parents, all of us, we want to be strong in front of our kids. Um, I've learned that like, no, it's good yeah. for your kids to see that you have emotions about yes. it. And uh-huh. um, also as a dude, I'm like, well, whatever. Like I, if I feel it, I'm going to cry. And I've found that people find you more genuine that way. Yes, if you're, for sure. Like, not afraid to show what you're feeling or express what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's, there's just a lot to be said about that. And I agree. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Just to like feel it don't be afraid to like feel what you're feeling and and weep it out you know weep it out you need to just weep one out <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i think that next time i'm crying i'm just weeping one out mark said i'm weeping one out that's hilarious but just one more note on that yeah um yeah i would definitely cry in front of, i mean i still do in front of my kids and just talk about like yeah i'm crying because i'm his daddy or you know i wish mm-hmm. that he i said it to haley the other day i don't remember what happened and i was just like i really wish your dad was here to share this because when you're parents you have someone else who equally loves you as much and i don't have that anymore like i mm-hmm. don't have that person i mean i know grandparents love him all that stuff but it's not the same you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you're like i wish that he was here to see this moment i can't even remember what it was but it was something that i really was like sad about. i just wish your dad was here and um yeah, yeah. so i think it's important because then it models for them that it's okay Definitely. to feel these things. Cause I know friends where they had a death in the family and they never talked about it, like growing up and they never, you know, talked about the person. And then it was just like this big, like elephant in the room that they didn't talk about. Like we talk about him all the time <laughs> and <Word>. share, <laughs> share memories and, you know, all the stuff. So was there anything else that you can think of that you wish you knew in the beginning? Hmm that uh no i don't know <laughs> i thought I if i just i thought if i just started it would just come out but no i that's about all i can think of um, i mean that's a lot we we got a lot of stuff we wish we knew and... you know what i wish i knew i wish i knew more foods that my kids my kids like that's something i wish i knew <laughs> i wish awesome. i knew more foods that my kids like I was, i'll let you know i'll let you know year two what i've learned I'm yeah still working on it but that's um good. What should I uh, pray for us? You want to yep, pray for sounds us? Sounds good. I'll, I'll let you go. Okay. All right, Father, I just thank you um, so much for this opportunity to um, to speak to people literally around the world. That's just blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. It's crazy what you've already done with this ministry in such a short time. And we thank you for that. And um, I just want to especially pray for people that are in the beginning of this mm-hmm. um, this journey, this difficult journey, that um, you would give them hope and encouragement through our words and that, um, our words were somewhat of a blessing to them that, um, they would just feel a little bit, a little bit of relief that, you know, that there's another side to this, that it's going to get better, that, you know, that you're going to provide a way. Um, I pray that you'd comfort their soul with that right now. And, uh, I just pray that you'd give all of us the joy and excitement of our salvation and that no matter what, mm-hmm. like we are saved, nobody can touch that. And um, it's just a beautiful thing that we all love to hold on to. And I just pray that you just give everybody this smile and just this peace right now that they know that no matter how hard this is, like I will spend eternity with the father 
Um, so we thank you, God. We thank you so much for all the blessings you bestow upon us. And um, I just pray for peace and understanding and joy to fill everybody's hearts. Um, and I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, we'd love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, send it to us at every single time I go, what's the email? Widowed two with the number two, widowed too soon, M at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, widowed too soon underscore and send us a message there. We'd love to hear from you. If you liked this episode, we would love it if you give it a little five stars. Bing! and um, rate and review it if you'd like to. And that just helps us get the word out. So thanks again for listening. We really appreciate you and just your support in this and shizzle uh, or chisel for shizzle. Oh, for shizzle. Okay. I thought you were a nineties kid. Yeah, but it sounded like you said chisel slash eighties slash little bit of seventies, just, (laughs) just a few months. Oh, that's dating me. No, nope, I'm, I'm in the last 20 days of the 70s. Right? See, barely, barely made the cool cutoff. Barely made it where we, yeah, 70s, 80s. We're yeah. disco anyways. babies. Disco baby. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> we were wrapping it up. So. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone for joining us, and we'll yep. see you again next time. Thank Bye. you. God bless. Bye. Bye.